Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sorry, I'm eating a biscuit. Yeah, I figured you would be. <laughs> Should that be the intro? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell and I'm joined by housemate Simon. Hello. Hey man, how's it going? Good, I'm still a bit ill. Oh yeah. I've sort of had a sort of low level cold now for about mm. three weeks. I don't, it doesn't seem I to blame be Luke. Away. I actually had it first. <sighs> Did you get Luke ill? I think I might have got Luke ill. Because oh, we mate. keep making out all day. <laughs> <laughs> Just all day long. I've been telling you guys to stop that for ages. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm filling in for Laurie today because he's away. He's off mm. a week. Yeah. So by default, <laughs> we're here again. He's away in Budapest. Yeah. Having a fancy time. How dare he? How dare he have fun at Christmas time? <laughs> um, I've got an email here, uh, which actually will apply to you. I, I normally have all my emails for the SmackDown show, but uh, we can do it here because it's about D&D. Um, so we got one from Bryn. Who comes in to say, hi Pete, I had no idea what a D&D was until I encountered the WrestleTalk crowd. Is Ollie the only one that doesn't play? Yes. Uh, I've recently found out that, oh, and I guess Datsun, if he counts, he also doesn't play. Um, I've recently found out that some of my colleagues are into it, and I'll be starting my first campaign with them next year. Any tips? Uh, I'll get into the second half of the email in a minute here. But one, awesome that you're playing D&D. That's great. Bloody love D&D. Yeah. Hope you enjoy it. Um, any tips? Have fun, is is what I'd say, and just kind of lean into whatever it is that your DM is doing. If they're heavy on roleplay, then get into the roleplay. If they're heavy into mm. murdering everyone you see, then go ahead and do yeah. that. And if the roleplay is not your biggest thing, don't create a character that's really obviously going to have a silly voice that you're going to yeah, get annoyed totally. by. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, don't, yeah. you know, don't create a rod for your own back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess just get familiar with your character because I guess it's. I would say, as a DM myself, it's a little bit frustrating sometimes when someone's just like, oh, I want to do this thing. Hang on, let me check this, let me check this, let me check this. And then, like, five minutes later, they'll be like, I've got a feature for that, when it's already been, like, three turns later. And yeah. it's like, well... That's what I do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've heard stories. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess just get familiar with your character, what they can do, what the limitations are, etc. And then you'll be you'll be flying. Yeah. Have fun, basically. Um, we've also got more about the Ring of the Grammarian, which I was just explaining to you before we uh, before we actually went live. 
which is about uh, an item in D&D where you can take uh, a homebrew item, I should say, where you can take, uh, you either change a letter, drop a letter, or we've had an extra rule where you can add a letter to make a different spell, and then you just, your DM would decide what that spell would do. Uh, so we've got a, a contribution here from Bryn saying, my, my ring of the grammarian contribution is changing the unseen servant to the unkeen servant. So you mm. cast a spell, summoning a guy who will do the odd chore for you, but hates every minute of it. That's good. That sounds great. I love yeah, that. I like that. What's the what's, um, I don't think of any decent any, any spells now. And then when someone says, like, oh, think think of a person, you go, yeah. oh! Uh, <laughs> Robin Hood! I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> um, they've also done another one. Um, also, the tiny hut spell can be changed to tiny nut, which I think is hilarious. That's good. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it said, which will immediately shrink one testicle of whoever it is cast upon. That's a good one. I really like that. Yeah. That's great. Um, Otherwise known as the Hitler. Oh, no, he only had one, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he only had one. Only one yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been some really good ones, but for now, I, I can't think of one. I, I told you about one before, the, the Finger of Death going to Ginger of Death. Yeah. I think it was great. Um, there, there was one that uh, that Just Dave was telling me about uh, that someone apparently actually used in a game uh, where they changed the sleep spell into sheep. <laughs> and uh, he just created some sheep. Because you can, yeah. And then he just like, like worms, j- yeah. He just uh, rolled like a d8 or something. How many sheep do you create? Roll a d8. Like, four. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> There's now four sheep there. <laughs> um. All right, we got another one here. I'll do one more, and then we'll get into the main show. From a quick one from Drew, who says, "Hello, Russell Talk guys. Drew from America and longtime viewer. Been playing D and D since April this year. I've uh, got some spells for that ring. Oh, I'm getting loads of emails about the ring. That's great." Uh, probably won't be funny, but I tried. Uh, acid splash to aid splash. You aid an ally in doing a frog splash to an enemy. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good. Um, friends to fiends. Uh, gust to bust. Steady now. Uh, mold earth to mod earth. <laughs> mod it instead of molding it. Uh, then my final one is sacred flame to sacred fame. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting one, actually. Sacred fame. Sacred what fame. If, what's a sacred fame? I don't know. What kind of fame among... <laughs> it would be sacred. Yeah, I don't know. Is that like a... Uh, is a sacred fame someone who is, I guess, so famous they are beyond reproach? Oh, like someone good, who's like yeah. universally... Mm. Like Stephen Fry. Yeah. It's like a sac- has a sacred fame. A sacred fame, yeah. Um, Drew says, all I got for now, have a good day. Well, thank you very much for your email, Drew. Uh, we're going to get into the main portion of the show now, where we're going to be talking about should it be Finn Balor versus Adam Cole? Here's the show. Let's talk about this episode of NXT, which mm. culminated the main event was a triple threat match to determine the number one contender for Adam Cole's NXT Championship which was Keith Lee versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor. Now, this was obviously an amazing match because that's what they do now. Um, And it ended with uh, a nice little sequence where Keith Lee hit a spirit bomb onto Ciampa, looked like he was going to get the win. Balor hit the coup de grace straight onto Keith Lee and then pinned him off that. So Finn Balor is the number one contender Mm -hmm. and will be facing Adam Cole next week for the NXT Championship. But the question remains, did the right person win? 
Now, I know you mentioned to me earlier that last week uh, you and Laurie said that it should be Finn Balor yeah. that should win and have the have the feud going now, forward. I I haven't checked. That's what we said. <laughs> you think that's what you said? I think that's what we said. Okay. So we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I thought that's what we said. <laughs> uh, it just makes sense to me to have... This is all, you know, it does feel like this is all, generally speaking, moving towards Champer and Cole eventually. Mm-hmm. The only, so I kind of thought this is really between Keith Lee and Balor. Mm-hmm. So you either do Keith Lee now because you just think, you know what, he's white hot, stick the belt on him next week, and then we're done. But then they've obviously got this very long term story with the gold on the Undisputed Era. They're obviously not going to mess with that. Um, so really, the only person you can keep, you know, keep who can have a sort of holding feud with Adam Cole. And I say holding feud not to diminish its quality or intrigue. It's yeah. just the overall plan seems to be to get Cole somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Balor makes the most sense to me. Um, yeah. All these guys are super hot right now. There's no, there's no bad option. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. is the is the main thing. There is no bad option. They all make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I understand why they wouldn't make it be Champa. I'm in a way su- slightly surprised. They almost. I feel like they could have last minute gone with Keith mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah, but I think this is. I think this is the right decision. I think this makes most sense. You know, I don't know where. I don't necessarily know where this leaves now. Well. Some maybe this leads to you know a second match between Balor and Adam Cole, which mm-hmm. then becomes a triple threat. So Keithy gets a shot sooner than we think. I don't know. They've got lots of options. Yes, um, yes, they do. And it's interesting with NXT because obviously they just don't have the regularity of pay per views to build towards. Mm. But they also have they also have more than they did. So yeah, in this slightly true. strange hinterland where it's much longer stretches of time and it's and I think this period of time since really since they were all thrown into the uh, Survivor Series stuff it has kind of messed with some of the timelines a bit and it's now quite apparent that they're sort of sat between these stretches of time and Christmas is quite a handy thing to have turned up because now mm-hmm. they can have a title match for the sake of having one. Yeah. That's great. I don't think Balor's going to win that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I Either, it's it's an interesting place they're all sat at, but I do think this is the right decision. I think this is the right feud, both for Cole and for uh, Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think Balor has to lose, which I'm not sure where that leaves Balor. I think he, yeah, I've, I've he got can a take theory. he can take, but he can take that loss. I think in a way that Keith Lee can't. I've got a theory about okay. that match next week. Well, first off, I think as you said, there isn't a bad choice out of this no. match, and I, I agree with that 100. percent I personally think they, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a massive Keith Lee mark, but I think it would have been not necessarily better, but it would have been, it would have shown that they're listening to the fans more a little bit. If they had Keith Lee win here to get the NXT championship match, not have him win it because I I think that build needs to be longer for Lee. I think he needs a more of a, you know, a a long-term babyface push to to elevate him to that top level. And then he has the big win on like a takeover. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think he should win. However, I think giving him that kind of recognition, like you've earned an NXT Championship match because of your performances at War Games and Survivor Series, you're the NXT sole survivor. The story for him is there to gift him that NXT Championship. And with this match that happened, 
he was probably the best thing in it, <laughs> pretty much consistently throughout the whole thing. He always had the high spots. He had the things that popped the crowd the most. Mm -hmm. There was a ridiculous spot where they did. Uh, Champa was looking to do an air raid crash off the turnbuckle to Bala. Keith Lee comes in underneath Champa, lifts him up on his shoulders, electric chair drop style, and then just drops both of them yeah. because he can. Because uh, so, he's a big, strong boy. Because he's a big, strong boy. There was loads of stuff when he was pouncing on people, throwing people around, and the crowd popped for all of it. They were doing Bask in his glory chants. He was like, he was arguably the most over person in the match, which is insane when you've got Bala and Champa yeah. in the same ring as him. So I don't know whether Bala was the right choice. I'm not saying it's a bad choice because, like you said, there isn't a bad choice. I don't. I personally think that maybe Keith Lee would have been the one for now to then... I, I thought that would have uh, spiraled out into a Champa versus Bala feud for now. So then it would delay Champa versus Cole, which would happen at the next takeover in, like, February. They could yeah. they could have a Champa-Bala feud out of this, give Lee an NXT Championship match, not have him win, but extend both of those sides out yeah. for a little bit later for the inevitable Champa Cole match that I think we're building to. It just, I think, uh, maybe I'm wrong to do this, but my assumption has been that whoever's get whoever wins, whoever was going to win the triple threat last night was going to go and lose next week. Mm -hmm. So that's been where I've kind of that's where my thought process has come from. And I think out of, out of the three of them, Balor can survive the loss more easily than the other two. That's true. And that's and I'm not sure if you ha I'm not sure how much more there is to it than that. I think with Keith Lee, he has absolutely you know got himself to this place. And now I think you can have him have some big crazy breakout match with Champer or mm -hmm. you know whatever. And he can still continue to maybe maybe it's it's not a steeper climb as it was felt like in the last few weeks, but he's still got there is still room for him. You know he's not his head isn't bumping up against the championship ceiling yet. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think Bala and Champa sort of are. Yeah, and that puts them. I think that just puts more onus on them to just get that out of their system in a way. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, you okay. know, I, I, I kind of. I'm not, I think this kind of, this makes sense to me. Again, it's splitting hairs because it would have worked either way. Yeah. I do, I do, I do, I would worry, you know, even though one, one criticism you could have of WWE, generally speaking, is that they never do anything on time. Yeah. And they never strike while the iron's hot. And this is kind, I can't really think of anyone else who's had this sort of rise in NXT. I mean, there's people who have come in quick and won it, but, mm. you know, they were like, massive stars already yeah you know there's not you know Keithy really has kind of just slowly grown and suddenly exploded but within largely within NXT itself so I'm fascinated to see how they treat that because know, this yeah. is the first time they've actually had this is the first time they sort of Strowman themselves where, yeah, they, where, they, where they've sort of gone we've made this amazing thing and we go oh what? oh no well now yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> now what do we do yeah you know so I think I think this is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't think he can lose again. No, in a significant way. Yeah, I, I think this I, I is. I think this is kind of. This is the only time that really, any more than this, I think they they would have missed the boat. Yes, but, you know, it's like this championship match is next week. Exactly. Yeah. People aren't going to forget about him in the next week. So I think mm -hmm. that's the key. I think they, they can have this. It's a match essentially on TV. 
just because they want to make that night a big a big night. Mm-hmm. It's that is all ingredients for a um, non-moving championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's fine. I think you know Cole will win. I think, and then they'll all just move on. And Balor yeah. can still stay in the hunt. I think. I think he can survive this a lot easier than anyone else can. So yeah. to me, this makes sense. Here's my my quick theory about that title match next week. Johnny Gargano comes back and costs Balor the match. Uh, yes, there you go. Keeps Cole with the championship, has Balor lose, but doesn't damage him too much, and you can extend out, and, and it makes sense because obviously Balor turned on Gargano. So yeah. I don't know whether Gargano is actually you know ready to wrestle yeah, anymore, no but, and but if he is, yeah. Gargano's coming and back. That's that is, my call. Uh, yeah, and that is also the reason, which is why I think uh, Ripley will win as well. Yes. I think they'll switch that title and have something else, have some sort of crazy finish for the other one. Shenanigans mm. for the main title match, yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Anyway, let's get into some super chats, or in this case, I believe, super chat. 
Brandon Montemayor came in to say, uh, building to a Bullet Club-style coup with the era turning on Cole and choosing Finn as their new leader, freeing up Cole to move up at the Rumble. Thoughts? I don't think they should split up the era. Nor do I. I think what they need to do is add to the era. Ooh, okay. I don't think replacing... Because when they go up to the main roster, what they're missing is... They're missing well. They're missing two things. They're missing a woman, and they're missing some muscle, and that makes them a very big group. But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, so I think I would rather see them add than replace Cole with essentially another similar-ish character of a mm-hmm. similar build and size. You know, I don't think I don't see how that moves the needle for either Finn or the era. Do you mean that? I don't yeah. know. It's sort of. They'll all end up kind of doing what they're already doing, but just with their names will be different. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't think that... I know that sort of... There's a logic to that switch. Mm-hmm. I can see them kicking Cole out in a Bullet Club-style way and just mm-hmm. having him move. I can see that happening in a general sense. I, I just don't think that's a good idea. I would rather see them go up and recruit someone mm-hmm. um, to be there to be their muscle. Yeah, I mean, the, the the final shot of this show was Finn Balor staring down Adam Cole. Undisputed Era come out and stand next to Cole and they all do the thing uh, to, to taunt Balor. So it seems like they're still kind of solidified behind Cole. I don't yeah. think the switch is coming. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And I also, I don't actually, this is one part of the story I don't actually fully understand, which is I don't, I don't really get, other than to pop the crowd, mm-hmm. I don't really get why their characters are motivated to join forces at this point. Because that's been the tease. They've been kind of like, is mm. he going to, you know, Cole basically got kicked in the face because he thought they were buddies all of a sudden. Yeah. So I've no, I don't really get that part of the story so much. Like, like it's, a f- it's fun to tease Bullet Club stuff. Yeah. You know, that's fine. But yeah, I don't really get that. As their characters, I don't really get what they're, why yeah. they keep teasing that. It's kind of... I guess so, yeah. Uh, we have got one more super chat that just came in from Tyler Bailey, who said, uh, "Did this derail Keith Lee's momentum, or is this building to a Keith Lee heel turn? I don't think it's either of those things. Uh, no. It's not building to a heel turn, nor do I think it derailed his momentum. Again, he lost in a triple threat, and actually exactly the same way he lost in the North American triple threat as well. He hit a spirit bomb, and then someone hit a move on him immediately afterwards." Losing in triple threats isn't the worst thing, especially when it's done like this, where it's a chaotic environment, loads of moves happening. Anyone could lose at any minute. It looked like Champa was going to lose to Keith Lee's spirit bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it, it didn't make him look weak at, by any means. So I don't think this has derailed his momentum. Just don't have him lose a lot more. Let's get into reviewing the main, uh, the rest of the show, I should say. So the show opened up with uh, a, a cool little video package, which was recapping everything that happened last week in kind of a you know classic NXT video package style. Before it gets interrupted by Adam Cole, he just goes, "No, stop!" and it just cuts off the video package, and it's just him standing in like the production room, like he's yeah. interrupted the the video package, and cuts this really awesome promo, like a really like fiery, passionate promo. Says that you know the the three potential opponents that he's got tonight, none of them have done anything to earn this opportunity. He's great. I'm Adam Cole. I'm on the run of my career, playing clips from SmackDowns and Survivor Series yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, and he's saying, yeah, I'm, I'm Adam Cole. And that's undisputed. 
Yeah. It was awesome. Really great yeah. promo. I, li- I really like how, in NXT, generally speaking, everyone's promos are very simple. The premise of them is incredibly simple. Mm. And lo- often Adam Cole's promos are just sort of telling the audience what they need to know. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of exposition in his promos. Totally. And he still manages to make them full of sort of attitude and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're aggressive. And, and, he, and, he, and he, I really like their sort of slightly ironic, petulant, like their version of... The, the sniveling heel mm-hmm. is really fun and just interesting. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was a really fun way to open the show. Really, really good. Uh, and it made me excited for the title match next week as well. I was yeah. like, oh, I really want him to say uh, to him to face any of these yeah. three people. Considering he's barely involved mm. this week, it's yeah. good. To, you know, it's you no. Know, he opens the show. It keeps him and the belt. You know, front and center. You yep. know, constantly they do do this really well. They constantly remind you that the main reason anyone is doing anything of significance is because they're trying to win a belt. Yes. Which is a wacky idea. Which is crazy, <laughs> isn't it? People want to win championships. Yeah, that is, but that is, when you boil it down, that is everyone's motivation on yeah, the roster. And which I, is great. And it, yeah, it's great. Speaking of championships, great segue, me. Uh, the opening match uh, was for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, which was Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. This was awesome. This was yeah. so much fun. This was great. Uh, I mean, it seems like every match surrounding the Cruiserweight Championship now just has to be amazing. I guess that's, that's just a thing now. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- this started off really quick and just got quicker throughout. Yeah. Some amazing spots are out. I'm not going to go through all of them because there were so many. Um, there was some stuff that just kind of defied physics where there was an electric chair... Uh, Garza had Rush in electric chair position, threw him off onto the ropes. Rush landed on it and then did his little sit-down springboard stunner thing. I think he calls it the, the come-up. Yeah. That's what he calls it. Physics. I, yeah. I don't understand how it's that correct. works. It go, going down and then going that way off the ropes. Yeah. They, get, they, I like really how they good. traded each other's finishes. Yeah. That um, was great. Uh, yeah, they, this match had so much stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a, had a couple of very, very long marrow metaphors. <laughs> That were just a bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I thought. I thought. What was? It was what the strange thing about. Us, we were talking about this before we mm. came on. Yeah. The strange thing about this match, and I actually really liked it. And it wasn't. I don't think it was ever really. I don't think this is ever really necessarily like a planned thing. It just kind of was just quite organic. But mm-hmm. I kind of felt like the story has been that, that Gaza has been a douchebag. Yeah. You know, taking his trousers off in front of you know, Leo Rush's wife and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, you know, came out tonight with like a kiss on his face, didn't yep. they? Yeah, lips on his L- face. Like, like lipstick marks on his face, um, yeah. And, but uh, by the end of it, Leo Rush was the heel mm-hmm. and Gaz was the sympathetic yeah, they kind of did a double turn <laughs> and it, was, somehow. But there was no, there was no one moment that it happened. Absolutely not, yeah. A lot of it was the crowd because the crowd was split most of the time and then it just sort of slowly moved towards Gaza picking up this super baby face. Yeah win it, it, was, it was it was insane it was really yeah. really cool yeah uh, but he managed to actually hit the wing clipper onto Rush Rush kicked out of it and I was like oh my god this match is insane and then afterwards he immediately just locks in like a double underhook in a submission and he c- kind of got in like that and then just leant back just, yeah. <laughs> it was like oh Rush god that looked awful splits thing, yeah. yeah doing his splits because he's super Rush flexible. is amazing he's great in there um, uh, and then he tapped out and yeah. Garza won NXT Cruiserweight the new, wing, new champion the wing clipper makes so much more sense to me as a submission yeah Right, I, it, I, I think if that's the setup, if he gets them like that, drops them down, and then locks in the submission, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, I don't think the impact is no, enough to also, be the finisher. You know, because it's it's it seems like quite a similar impact to what the muscle buster was sometimes. That sort uh, of yeah. like yeah, folding yeah, yeah, up yeah. thing, and I don't know. It, it's fine because it's Leo Rush because he 
is very bendy. Mm. But it, when he, it looks, I, it doesn't look fun. <laughs> it looks like someone <laughs> no, could really, like hurt themselves. To it. But I don't know. Like I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, I just think it kind of it's quite an awkward long setup. Mm-hmm. And I think when guys have, particularly cruiserweights, if they're gonna, because I think Garza got a lot of potential. Totally, you know, he's uh, awesome. He's great. So over with the crowd in this match. You know, he trying to hit those long, complicated. I don't know. I'm not sure that that often doesn't translate that you know that well onto the you know um, like Andrade's DDT for example. Mm-hmm. He's sort of most of the time now he kind of simplifies it and quickens it up a bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's like that's, I don't think that's necessarily like a main roster thing or NXT thing. I just think it's quite a laborious thing. And it's fine when you're doing it with someone of Russia size, but then what do you do? You know, what yeah. do you, do? you know, it's kind of you, you want to have some variation on it. So I'm glad to see a sort of submission version of it that was now picked up a win. Yeah. So I wonder if he's going to start mixing it up, mm-hmm. maybe using that on some bigger guys. I don't know. I thought it was I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, Leo Rush diving from the top turnbuckle, doing his frog splash just to the floor. <laughs> Is and Garza got the knees up as well. Like, absolutely ow. insane. It so, was so much ouch. Uh, the sort of Guerrero boot spot but with his own trousers when yeah. he slithers out the ring mm-hmm. and falls out of his trousers. Yeah, there was, was there perfect. was one woman really really loudly. Just I think about three times in the match, and it was when the crowd were quiet. Just went take them out. <laughs> <laughs> just with no one else. Saying anything, I wonder if it was his girlfriend. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was. It was really f- like his. It's one of those things where it's like I get that. Like sometimes I kind of think they might have even like pumped sounds in to be like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. All the girls really like him." But like, turns out no, they really do. No, they just <laughs> like him. Yeah, he's an attractive man. Uh, speaking of his girlfriend, they did show uh, after a couple of video packages. They came back and said moments ago, and during an ad break, uh, Angel Garza actually proposed to his girlfriend yeah. in the middle of the ring, which was super nice. It was lovely. Yeah. He just came in, just said the this, this stuff that's really important to me. It's wrestling and family, and my girlfriend, and he got her in the ring and proposed to her in the middle of the ring. It was great. Yeah. It was a lovely, lovely moment. Yeah, congrats to them. Yeah, better than the. Uh... The John Cena, Cena one. Cena, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we get uh, we got a video package of uh, for Shayna Baszler because she's having a NXT Women's Championship match against Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. next week. Uh, she drives a Ford Mustang and she's saying you can tell what people are like by the car they drive. And she says people try to be the Tesla. They try to do all this crazy wacky stuff, but you can't beat a muscle car. And it's like, actually, that's a pretty good analogy, honestly. Like it's convoluted, but <laughs> but. Honestly, if it's just like, if you're going to compare wrestlers to cars, I guess that's a good analogy. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't compare to cars. No, but no, no. But if, we're going if you to, had to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she lists off all the people that she's beaten, which is a lot of people. <laughs> See, this and is why... Rhea Ripley's going to be the same. This is why I didn't really get the car thing. Because I was like... Baszler's promos are really, I think she's underrated on the mic totally I think she's and, great you know and I think I can see uh, there is definitely a stigma often with the sort of uh, I guess not necessarily like the MMA but anyone who's got any kind of legitimate background mm-hmm. that the, the thing they're lacking is personality or mic skills or whatever, or whatever you know mm-hmm. which is why sort of all the chat has always been about Conor McGregor because he's so great on the mic yeah but I think actually is great on the mic. I think lumbering her with that bit of the promo was weird, considering the rest of it felt much more like her. Yeah. Much totally. more home. And also, that is what's happened. Yeah. And that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, I don't know. I really, I, when it, I was like, okay, well, let's, 
I'm just going to forget. Forget the card. Whoever bit. wrote that bit, just drop that bit. Yeah. And whoever just let her just say awesome damage she's done to people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that one, we got a uh, Finn Balor promo, like a, a, mm. an edited video package promo, just saying Keith Lee's only been relevant since War Games. Uh, Champa calls the title that he made relevant Goldie. Um, and they said Balor, Balor says Regal has put him in a triple threat, like he has to prove himself. And then there's shots of yeah. him being NXT competitor of the year for 2015. And there's him holding the NXT championship, like the old NXT championship. And it's like, that's a that's a nice promo. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Balor's annoyed because he feels like he doesn't have to prove himself. And yeah, it was it was a, a nice promo yeah. and put over the main event later yeah. on. It's um moody guy who wants to fight sitting on a chair promo, mm-hmm. but with progression and ending in matches. Right. Something that crazy. Maybe if Alistair Black did something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, after we get the proposal segment, we then get a recap of Cameron Grimes versus Kushida last week. Uh, and then we see that Cameron Grimes has attacked Kushida at the Performance Center last night, mm. uh, which sets up Cameron Grimes versus Raul Mendoza. Mm. Pretty sure this um, week. that was the last sort of slam into lock. It was really like he drilled his head into that. It was a quite a vicious yeah, segment. It was, it was yeah, cool. I it, liked it. It was pretty good. Um, this match though between Grimes and Mendoza only goes about two minutes mm. uh, Mendoza starts off hot straight after the bell kind of gains control over Grimes in a surprising way uh, just as Grimes is taking control over the match out comes Kushida uh, to run a distraction there's a little bit of a botch here uh, where it was supposed to be kind of oh, yeah. a, a, a pop up which Mendoza countered and then got into a roll up to get the win however they kind of botched the pop up to start with and he was just kind of holding him he goes uh and they kind of popped him yeah, down. Then he bounced off the ropes, and then they did it again and, yeah. and went. Um, but regardless, uh, Mendoza rolled up Grimes, got the win, and Kushida stole Cameron Grimes' hat. Mm. It was a segment. I mean, it was fine. He got the distraction, furthers the feud between Grimes and Kushida. I want to see that match properly on like a big stage. I think that would be a cool match to see. Yeah. Like, you know, all the all the bells and whistles from yeah. both those two would be great. So I've never been a big fan yeah. of... Um, uh, baby faces giving heels legitimate grime gripes. Yeah, legitimate grimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like you know now like you've immediately made Grimes a sympathetic character, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't do. He's a yeah. complete unsympathetic. So like, I was I wasn't like crazy about this I, whole. I, I, guess I do it's... like the fact it involves the hat though, because I'm still going to defend the hat. <laughs> it's still not a good hat. <laughs> I still like the hat. It's still the lowest rating. And I'm on the glad NXT that they've shows. clearly they've noticed that the hat is what's important. <laughs> we'll see how that plays into the feud. Whatever. Um, Mia Yim is backstage with Kathy Kelly next. Uh, she's saying she's ha- she has a match with Dakota Kai later on the night, saying this won't be a wrestling match, it'll be a fight. Uh, she put her in an ambulance at War Games, but tonight she'll be the one in an ambulance. Simple, short, effective. Thumbs up. Yes. Not much else to say about that one. It was really, really good. Uh, we then get a preview of Worlds Collide. We get Jackson mm. Riker taking on Travis Banks. Mm. Yeah, I um, saw Travis Banks' tweet that he was going to be on it. I was like, oh. Are you? <laughs> when's that going to happen? Yeah. Assuming it would be like him going to the performance center for another, you know, mm. getting a bit settled down, moving house, whatever. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. No, there he is. <laughs> no, he's here now. Um, and then as soon as it was like, he's against Jackson Rugg, I was like, oh, oh damn. <laughs> Balls. Better like next time. Yeah, no, it, it was cool seeing Travis Banks on here. And this was more of a promo for Worlds Collide than anything yeah. else. It was just commentators were constantly pushing it. Graphics came up on the screen for Worlds Collide. The night before Royal Rumble, we got Worlds Collide. You're going to see NXT and NXT UK stars going at it, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
wasn't much to this match either, honestly. Uh, surprising match, though. A very surprising match with the result that happened. Uh, there wasn't too. It was a little bit of back and forth. Riker kind of regaining control, and then Banks Banks just hits the slice of heaven as finisher, and then gets the win on hmm. Jackson Riker, which is surprising. Yeah. I thought they were kind of protecting. Yeah. Riker. yeah, they just hit it and won. And I mean. Granted, Riker kicked out on three, like Hogan Warrior style. It's like one, two, three kick out. So, like, he just won, but he did win. Clean. Mm. And he got the victory. So, it sounds. I don't really know what to think about that. Well, first thing is, is in a broad sense, Travis Banks is wicked. He's great. He's awesome. Um, I'm really glad to see him getting some bigger TV time. Mm -hmm. But, uh, was this. Okay, two options. Mm-hmm. One, they've um, kind of learned a fairly obvious lesson, which is that there's no point having any kind of even soft invasion style show unless you legitimize the people coming up. Mm-hmm. So someone had to lose to someone from NXT UK. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Surprised it was Forgotten Sons, but I guess they're in. Uh, surprised it was even Jackson Riker. Spe- surprised yeah. it was Jackson Riker specifically. That's my, my surprising factor for this. Sort of. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or was he supposed to kick out before three? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that's, that's option B. They, they were very quick to play Banks' music afterwards, so I feel like... It was that, supposed it, to be, it, yeah. That was supposed to happen. I don't think yeah. that was a botch. But I think they just wanted to be like, well, we need to protect Riker, but he also needs to lose, so have him kick out on three. And then he looked yeah. really strong, but also not strong. It's a. Mm, I was kind of, yeah. I'm surprised. It was a bit fifty-fifty. I right? was surprised they didn't do more of the kind of. Banks was clearly going to win until he gets beaten down. I thought it was just me yeah. like an obvious slut, but they, yeah, no, it was just a clean. He, he just won. He just won a match. Yeah, and I'm not against that. Nope, particularly. it was fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really worried about any kind of particular shine that Jackson Riker is going to get or not mm-hmm. get at this point. Yeah. You know, they're just sense. they're just sort of being there for now. Yeah. Um, I think it was at this point, I was like, oh, we're probably coming up on the main event soon, right? And I was like, oh, God, we're still in hour one. Um, <laughs> yeah, lots. Of, yeah, hey, busy. Packed that hour one. Yeah. It was insane. Uh, but then we get uh, Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai, and obviously a bit of a grudge match because Kai cost Yim her spot at War Games and all that grudgy goodness. Um, I will say... Dakota Kai's uh, gear still has Team Kick on it. It does have Team Kick on it. I don't know how it. I feel about that. I feel it like it shouldn't. N- but it's also, it is new gear. Yeah. But it's still it got is. Team Kick on it. But it's still I, got Team Kick on it. I thought it would have something almost like, um, I guess not like a joke, but like I thought they, they would mm. write something on there that was like about, that would sort of reference the Team mm. Kick without it. Exactly. Being, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's team, she's, she is solely Team Kick. Yeah. It's strange. I think, and this is like ironic. Yeah, well, like, yeah, oh, I'm that. team kick now. Um, I, I think this uh, current feud between these two is it's too uh, good for one, mm-hmm. and too sort of the emotional stakes are too high. I think to have sort of it sort of blow off in the middle of a. In the middle of a, of a show, sort of rundown episode when there's bigger things happening next. I don't know. Totally. I, I I would like to kind of see. I want to see more of it. I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of it kind of feels like they're, they're sort of um, uh, firing quite a few of their bullets pretty early on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure how much farther. It, I don't know how much farther it can go. Really, yeah. at this point, yeah. it sort of feels like it's already 
and they, winding up. I think they attempted to, to extend it out here. Because after a decent match, I, I did enjoy the match. And it was quite fast-paced and it was good. I felt like it didn't quite have the fire and emotion you'd expect in like kind of a blood feud like this with legitimate like yeah. anger behind it. I wanted it to be a fight that immediately just got, went out the ring, got out of hand and just exactly. went off somewhere. I didn't, I didn't need it to be any kind of actual match. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it was a good match for, yeah. for, for, for match's sake. Um, but finish came when Dakota Kai was being a heel. She tried to grab the uh, knee brace that she comes out with now, Tegan Knox's knee brace that she comes out with. The ref takes it off her and is distracted. While he's distracted, she takes off the buckle pad and she pushes Yim into the exposed turnbuckle and rolls her up for a quick victory, um, which was fine. I don't think it actually hit her head, though, or anywhere near it on the exposed turnbuckle, but... I'll give him that one. Yeah. Um, but I don't then, really like fights ending in roll-ups. Yeah. I want it to end... With a fight. With a fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but then Yim wasn't very happy about that and beat her down after the bell, uh, took her to the outside, set up some tables, went onto this elevated platform, then hit this brutal-looking side suplex off the stage through one of the tables yeah. onto the concrete. Ow! Yeah. Like, that looked, it looked brutal. Yeah. And did not like there was anything under the table... Just concrete. Just, yeah. Just straight up concrete. I want, you know, someone else feel free to let me know if this has ever happened before. But mm. has a ha, have has a wrestler ever put another wrestler through both tables at the same time? <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened. They always just go through they one. They go through the one. And um, donk their head on exactly, the other. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it looked insane. Yeah. Yim got up afterwards and was just like, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Like, she looked a bit loopy um and it looked like she was kind of mouthing off to a fan right at the end it was a bit i don't know what happened there maybe there's uh, maybe there's a report God, it or something, was a huge spot it was, it was very a good. massive spot but again like if if sort of it feels out of place yeah it does in like, the middle of a show like all this stuff they've been doing in the last couple weeks with it like i'm i want to think about it, i'm just kind of like oh i want this all to happen just sort of somewhere with a bit more platform i want this to happen at a takeover i want this to have I want this to have its own sort of space carved out for it on the on a card. Mm-hmm. Like, like if this was, if they'd set like the champion, like the NXT Women's Championship match to be further down the line, mm-hmm. and then this was going to culminate next week. I think they're yeah. going to make this feel a lot more important than it is. Even though I think it's it's been a really well told story. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of existed in a weird spot on the card yeah. or maybe maybe it's basically it's, you know it's basically an overqualified mid-card feud yes yeah that's basically what's happening that's pretty much it yeah which i guess isn't a bad thing because you're saying that the mid-card is really good yeah but, but also it feels too good <laughs> this, that's yeah also you know hold some of it back yeah put it in the right place because this, this feels like a show ending angle to have that big <laughs> spot through a table yeah. that's how you end a show but that was like and coming up next yeah. it's like oh my god what and this and this is the whole thing where we keep talking about with the timing thing if this was happening one week after Christmas, mm-hmm. it would end the show. Yeah, totally. I just think there's so much good stuff, but like it's actually starting to slightly get in its own way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. All these things are trying to throw it through a very narrow doorway, yeah, and they're all exactly. kind of bunching up. Uh, we then get a video package for Keith Lee next, saying that all he needed was opportunity. There's clips of him being on SmackDown and Survivor Series and mm-hmm. all the things he did, uh, saying he and Champa had a common goal, but when it comes to business, he will go out of his way to dismantle him, and he's the biggest star NXT has ever seen, both literally and figuratively. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, then we get Brizango versus the Singh Brothers. For, for reasons. Reasons. 
I will say, though, that Beth Phoenix talking about Breezango is one of my favorite things. She's <laughs> so funny. I think she's done it since Breezango have come back and started doing like different, yeah. you know, different occupations every week. She'll come out and she'll say something about Breezango offering to do something for her, which is hinted at being very sexual, but she just plays it completely dead. like, isn't it so nice of them to do that? And the commentators uh, are just like, Gonna have to talk to you about that one later, Beth. <laughs> uh, like for this one, she was saying, it's so good they've got uh, the medically qualified doctors now because they offered to give me a, a full body checkup. Isn't that amazing? Uh, <laughs> They're just like, yeah, Beth, that's great. <laughs> I just gotta move on. It's a rare show of yeah. awesomeness from Beth. It's great. Um, however, same can't really be said for the match. It was fine. It, 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 was just, fine. Kind of, it just kind of existed. Brizango just kind of won. I don't really know why Brizango together no i think but... they you know they did that i like the fact they obviously reintroduced like they can still be friends <laughs> totally you know i have no problem with that but like you know uh, uh tyler breeze got his sort of subtle uh makeover which mm-hmm. i think was needed yep um and obviously fandango got the sort of properly yeah you know, those packages when he came up were supposed to be him mm-hmm. taking a serious more serious turn you know and they've just gone back to a thing that already kind of somewhat run its course before. Totally. Like, I, I don't yeah. I don't know what it does for either of them to still be in this. I think there's nothing wrong with them just a bit like, you know, a bit like how they do with um, uh, Owens and Zane. Mm-hmm. It's just known that they are associated together yeah. and they will so they will be on and off involved in each other's business mm-hmm. because they like each other. Yeah. I think these two can do exactly the same thing. There's no reason why they can't be a tag team. Do a, do a sort of every now and again, we'll just bring out a funny costume or whatever yeah but i really really thought we were going to start we were going to see fandango try this new version of himself seriousness which absolutely had should have involved a new name yeah totally um go back to johnny curtis yeah or or, or whatever i don't know what the answer is yeah but this doesn't seem to be the answer yeah i don't know what question this is this thing is answering is yeah, what I'm getting at. No, no idea, but there's a couple of cool spots in this. There was a big falcon arrow. There's two falcon arrows that Fandango did, and he also killed Samir Singh with a powerbomb on the apron, mm. which looked People horrible. really like killing the Singh brothers. I don't know what it is. Against hard things. <laughs> Maybe they're just racist. Yeah. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Fandango in this is very, very clearly the one they're trying to get over. Right. He does all the big spots, does all the big Breeze aggression. Breeze gets worked over. Breeze, yeah, he, he gets, you know. So they, maybe they are slowly working towards something. Mm-hmm. And this is just the start of yeah. that. M- maybe they've got so much other stuff going on that they're like, yeah. we'll just really slowly do this Breeze yeah. Angle stuff. And later on, once we've got a bit more time, we'll yeah. put some more into it and Fandango can do a heel turn or whatever. Yeah, well, this is that's let's see. I wouldn't do a team breaking heel mm-hmm. turn that yeah. is what i don't think we need to see that again yeah especially particularly in nxt mm-hmm. um i just think they can considering we just had one as well with yeah team exactly yeah. uh and they've been very dramatic and really well done mm-hmm. so i think they can just drift apart yeah I, I think there could be an episode where fandango doesn't necessarily turn heel but he just kind of walks away from a tag team match or something it's just like he's like no i've I've had enough of this. And he just walks off yeah. and next week he comes back with like a new new character or something, a more serious tone. I think it's fine. He doesn't need to beat down Breeze. He doesn't need no, to do a full I think over he can just, heel turn. I think he can just he can just start coming out and having singles matches. Yeah, and then exactly. And then maybe they just get thrown into the Dusty Classic mm-hmm. for some tag team just for a fun. Yeah, that'll be uh, a, you fun, know, a fun callback. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we then get a video package for Rhea Ripley. There's a recap of her kind of entire WWE career, saying that she started training when she was 16. She got in the Mae Young Classic. She went to NXT UK. Uh, then Random guy says that she was good. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> the then, it, he's no on idea the, who he is. I, I watched it twice and both times. Just didn't catch his little name. Like, I was like, oh, three seconds. You're in. a person. Yeah. <laughs> you seem important. Uh, You're an old white guy. Exactly, you must be important yeah. around here. Totally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what she did at War Games, what she did at Survivor Series, and she's going to win the title. Cool. Going to get her next week against Baszler. Cool. I thought that sold her really, really well. Yeah, totally. I, li- I like how they're kind of putting their achievements kind of against each other mm-hmm. in a way that kind of makes, clearly makes sort of really, really Ripley both the underdog and sort of, and also very accomplished in her own right and puts over NXT UK. I don't know. The whole th- I, th- I just thought the whole thing was great. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. really put her over. Really, really well. well done. Uh, we then get uh, Caden Carter versus Bianca Belair in a literally all the hair match. Yeah. That's what I called this one. Um, and to start off with, Bianca's just a really good heel. She just started off taking off her jacket, threw it in Caden's face and just started beating her down. And this whole match was just speed versus power. Caden just trying to do fiery comebacks, Bianca to be like, no, every single time. Uh, and eventually, Bianca just kind of caught her. Uh, she dodged a springboard uh, yeah. from her and then hit a spear and a KOD for the win. And after she got the win, she was like, eh, yeah. you were nothing kind of thing. Which is great. Love Bianca. Keeps her plate spinning, I guess. She hasn't really got anything to do right no. now. But it, it's important, I guess, to keep these faces familiar to us so we don't lose interest in them. Still like Bianca. She's got a great character. Just needs a feud going forwards, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a solid, solid match. And of all the sort of the sort of lower card women that women they've got coming out at the minute, mm-hmm. they're having these smaller matches and stuff. I think Kaden's e- easily one of the best in ring. She's great. Yeah, she's awesome. She's great. Yeah, she was really, really cool. I've not seen much of her, so mm-hmm. that was kind of like I was like, oh yeah, this you know, I forgot about her. And then yeah, she's great as well. So you know, the NXT Women's Division is looking really, really strong. It's insanely strong, yeah. For so, for someone like Caden Carter to just be kind of an undercard act when she's that good is is crazy because they've got so much talent that just bosses out a, a ridiculous women's division. Mm. Um, yeah, that was all good. Uh, and then Adam Cole came out to watch the main event and then we got a Champa video package saying that Lee will say his, he bask in his glory and Balor will bring the prince but the demon's staying at home and Champa's just going to change nothing. I'm just going to do what I've always done. It's all for Goldie, and Cole's days are numbered. Hmm. Cool. To the point. Effective. Puts over the character again. It's great. Yeah. Can't fault it. Yeah. Crow, um, um, Cole in that weird crow's nest. Yeah. Regal's crow nest. I, I don't know, don't know what, what that, that is. is. I don't know how how you get to it, but he Couldn't just sort of he appears on the ramp later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird that they he made was there. A, weird that they made a real point of him watching the match. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'd often get like a champion like with the commentator's table mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, and then never cut to him during the match. Nope. Not important. <laughs> which is quite strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, we get the, the main event match that we talked about earlier, which was awesome, uh, ending with Balor getting the win, and then they stare each other down, him and Cole, at the end of the show. Um, and that was it. That was the whole show. Overall, I thought this was a great episode. Um, there wasn't a single in-ring promo, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because no. I think video package promos are really good because WWE is bloody awesome at video packages. So I think doing stuff like the the Ripley and the Baszler promos, even the Balor, the Champer, and the, and the Lee ones, they're all really, really good. And I don't think any of them would have benefited from being in the ring necessarily. I don't think you needed to do any of them as no, in-ring not, promos. Not when, not when they're just 
I'm I'm good. I want to win. Promos. Exactly. And I think it works for NXT to just have the in-ring promos be for really important things. So after Balor turned heel, he came back and did an in-ring promo because that was important. Look, it's this new character. Listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think it's really really good the fact that they can kind of hold back and make an in-ring promo feel important by just having kind of video packages pepper throughout the show. I think I yeah. think it's really working for. Yeah, them. I do think. I think the other side of that as well is that a a great in-ring promo, I think, will always be a great video promo. Totally. Every time. Yes. You know, and so I think, yeah, I think they've also got guys there who can pull out those amazing promos. And mm-hmm. to be honest, when there's not that much to say at the minute, why bother? Exactly, yeah. Why not do the coolest version of the little you have to say? Yeah, You know, exactly. I, think, I think it's just it's just smart decision-making on their part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they packed so much into that first hour it's crazy it did drag a little bit with kind of the Riker Brizango Grimes matches they were a bit yeah I don't know yeah. I don't know why they didn't put oh, I guess it's the thing that I think that made it feel both super busy and that kind of took away from the second half was the Dakota Kai mm-hmm. match a yeah. million match because yeah that just needs that just needed more of an elevated platform to really get the most out of that and to have you know, and when, if you're going to throw in wrestlers doing quite dangerous stuff, I, it needs to mean yeah more yeah than I think what has kind of come out. Of it. Again, even though I think it's actually the sort of mo- one of the it's it's the most interesting, it's sort of the most emotionally interesting feud at the minute. Like yeah. it has, it's actually got a really long history. It's, it bumps off all this other stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. a, it's a really well told story. Yeah. It's just sort of been told in the wrong part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- those other matches though, I will say, they weren't bad by any means. They weren't damaging. They were fine no. matches. There was nothing wrong with them. Um, so I gave this a four out of five an undisputedly good. Um, I thought it was a, a solid, solid show. And next week we get Ripley versus Baszler and Cole versus Balor. So. Yeah. Looking forward to that yeah. one. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to fill the rest of that out. Because it's going to be a normal length episode. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, will it be a normal episode? I up think and, it is. Up until those two main events? And they'll just do sort I, of un- like co-main main? Like I don't know whether they're going to do co-main main. They might do opener main. I think they might do like as the pa- two Almost like a mini matches. pay-per-view. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to structure it, but because essentially, I think it seems obvious that you know NXT and AEW are both trying to put on a big show before Christmas. Mm -hmm. So maybe they will open with something big for the sake of getting those opening. Mm -hmm. You know, go have a almost go almost start start with like the women's match and and have it go quite long. I was going to say start with the men's match. If you're not going to have the title switch in the men's match, if you're going to switch the title in the women's match, have that the main event of the show. And have Ripley get the title win as your big go home. I've got the title. Aren't I great? End of yeah, show. That's a good point. And then have men's match start off. Have like this is where Gargano comes back. In my theory, that's going to happen. Gargano comes back to cost Balor the match. So it's like it's a big moment, but it's not a title win. Yeah. And I think you reserve that for the main event of the show, yeah. possibly. Let's get into some Super Chats, shall we? Uh, see what you guys thought of the show. 
Um, XX Pharaoh XX said, uh, save Keith Lee's push for the road to WrestleMania time of the year, maybe even a Royal Rumble appearance, then he can win the NXT Championship at the TakeOver on WrestleMania weekend. This is a good point. I, I, I was thinking this the other day, actually. Mm-hmm. 100% Keith Lee is going to be in the Rumble. I would bet my house yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, and he, he might end up going surprisingly far again. I think... I think on the main roster, and I'm gonna uh, until there's a better phrase for it, we're gonna have to keep calling it the main roster. Yeah. Um, until you know, I think they're gonna. I think they are keen to experiment. Yeah. And see how over he is. Mm-hmm. Where is where is the rumble this year? I've forgotten. <sighs> Couldn't tell you. I'm just because sometimes you know it's like. Like they obviously waited when AJ debuted. It was yes. like somewhere they knew he would like Vince could hear the cheer. Totally, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I th- I think yeah. I think one hundred will be in the Rumble, and I think um, I don't know. I think that will continue the uh, moments thing they got going on. He'll have some sort of he'll eliminate someone of particular importance. That'll be another mm-hmm. Keith Lee moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that maybe be, eliminates Rollins again. Uh, yeah, who know, yeah. It'll be th- whatever sort of essay of achievements he's sort of putting together, which doesn't see like it's quite a cool gimmick that he's mm-hmm. the guy who just does cool stuff awesome like, stuff like, like, yeah so like you know as, as much as he's on the, his part of his resume for a title shot is that he he's viral on the internet <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> Uh, Jobber JJ comes in to say, true WWE fashion, someone is hot and gets pinned. IMO, next week's show is just to be is just to beat AEW. Both championship matches should be on TakeOver and not on TV. I agree with that. They are TakeOver-worthy matches. However, I'm not going to wait until February. They can't extend these feuds out until February to have no. Balor versus Cole and Ripley versus Baszler. Those stories have already been told. Yeah, they need, they need to, they, what they need to do is just more evenly space out there takeovers yes because there's going to be one one in february then one again I don't know, in one? april yeah so it'll be like, fe- february april that, be see that's those two yeah that's that's kind of about as far apart as the pay-per-view should be regularly regularly yeah, yeah. totally yeah. there shouldn't be a, a six month or whatever it's yeah, gonna be exactly you know I, yeah i feel like there should be one every two to three months i think rather yeah. than you know three a year or whatever it is they're yeah, doing with now. two of them really close yeah, yeah exactly yeah um yeah, we've got one from Pharaoh again, who gave us a sticker, sunglasses, smiley face sticker. Thank you. Uh, and Bob Bobs did a super chat, but with no message. So thank you very much. Got another email here. Oh my god, this is also about D and D spells. This is great. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, or my D&D good. D and D smells. If you were to cast that spell. If you cast the spell, it would be D&D smells. Yeah, if you cast the spell on on the concept itself. But it doesn't smell. Well. Depends who you're playing with, I guess. Um, It says, happy birthday, my good King Chopper. And hello to our Royal Viceroy and trusted friend Dave. Well, you know, close enough. That'll do. We've got, by default, we've got Simon. That's our team name, isn't it? By default, wasn't that us? Oh, yeah. At one time? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I hope this email finds you well. You have... Put out the call for spells affected by the Ring of the Grammarian, and I've been trying to come up with ideas since. Now, I confess, I play almost exclusively Paladin, and thus know very few spells that don't end in the word smite, but I feel like I've come up with a few. Bless just becomes less, so you just make less of something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blinding smite becomes blinding might. There's just muscles everywhere blocking out a field of vision, which is good. Countered by my last submission... 
Banishing Smite into Banishing Might. See that see that barbarian's muscles? Not anymore, you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, keep up the good work. Sorry for the not practically inspired choices. Kind regards, Reese. And also Thank missing an opportunity Reese. to just change the M in Smite to an H. Yeah, yeah, totally. That yeah, that is one that uh, if we're gonna me, go, me and my friends have yeah, discussed. Yeah, yeah if we're yeah. going to go back of a school book style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll do another one. Let's see. Uh, we'll do another D&D one just because we're on a roll here. Um, got one from Jess who says, Hey, Pete, I uh, can't help but imagine how different the Paladin class would be if they had any array of smile attacks. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's good. Divine smile, thunderous smile, wrathful smile, blinding smile, which I think is what WWE was trying to give ACH. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. A blinding smile. Uh, personally, I like the uh, the idea of a branding smile where the Paladin burns burns a holy smile onto their enemy. That oh, sounds, the Joker. Yeah, like the Joker. That sounds grotesque yeah yeah it's great uh anyway thought that was fun have a nice day keep up the consistent consistency jess the paladin that is in my group mm-hmm. with uh luke and laurie mm. um is an, is unfathomable in all senses of the word like he, he somehow manages to be the most magic the most tank the most <laughs> charismatic the most uh, there yeah. isn't a thing that he can't yeah leaf through the book for five minutes do some cooking the books roll 17 dice and come out with some outrageous <laughs> solutions or whatever it is he thinks he should be doing master of all trades yeah um, yeah that's insane there's a guy uh similar to that actually where we've got in our campaign it because uh, my uh, my lady partner is actually a on and off character in my friend's campaign that i also play in and um her stats are absurd but the good thing is that she's quite new to D, so it kind of balances out because she's got a ridiculously yeah. good character. She doesn't quite know how to use it properly. Yeah. So actually, she's about fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is the problem I because I've 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 started playing as X. I had a character die. Yes, uh, so I, I heard I, about so, that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm now a um, a rogue, mm. an assassin rogue. Oh, fun! But I've taken um, so a fight. So start so fighter rogue, but then taken okay. one. But I've taken one level of. Uh, uh, one of the warlocks, not Hexblade, another the other one, the one that has like the sort of you can you can sort of believe in unicorns or something like you can have the sort of familiar. Oh, uh, oh divine warlock. Christ, it, yeah, it might be that one. I can't remember the exact. Um, so yeah, um, yes, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, so I've started playing that, and that is complicated. Yeah, no kidding. Because with fighter, you've got the battle plan thing, and you get action surge as well. Action surge, and yeah. then you got the assassinate. And you've got sneak attack. Mm-hmm. All three of those all mixed together. Um, plus, I can do a couple of spells. Yeah. I mean, you um, only get like two spell slots, right? Yeah. As a warlock. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, I'm just trying to see which one it is because I can't find it on here. Can't... No, well, no, it's getting too long. Um, that's fine. We'll do one more quick email and then we'll get out of here. Which one should we do? Let's do... This one's going to really interest you. Um, talking about Pokemon. Because it's about... Oh. It's about Pokemon. God's sake. Um, hello, King Chopper Whopper and the friend Dave. Close enough again. Uh, either way, it's a pleasure to be writing to you guys for the first time. Uh, I find the channel, honestly, by accident. I used to be a what culture fanatic back when uh, their channel was good. Oh! Roasted. Still watch Cultaholic, uh, Cultaholic, but your channel grew on me. Uh, with the introduction of Pete and Dave, it made my enjoyment of the podcast grow even more. 
Again, sorry, Simon. Just putting yourself over, man. I know. Uh, great for when I'm in work, uh, when I'm at work in a kitchen and get bored while cleaning trays and bowls and stuff. Uh, even though I'm not a D&D player, it's so fascinating listening to you guys uh, talk about D&D. Now to the nature of my email. I'm planning on getting Pokemon Sword uh, and a Switch Lite for Christmas this year. Now, I normally don't like to plan ahead and watch walkthroughs and stuff, but I tried thinking of a team for Sword, and I wanted your opinion on it. I know you're going to be, you know, re- really capable of giving yeah, this opinion, uh, Simon. Yeah, I mean, my take would be um, that uh, I've never cared about anything less. Mm, yeah. Um, so that would be And you should play I'd Star go. Wars instead, Yeah, probably. you should play Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be my take. Um but they do actually say, my team will be Rillaboom, Corviknight, Al Creamy, or maybe Mr. Ryan, well, then Brimstall, why ask? Colossal, and Gyarados. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good water Pokemon or a Pokemon that could learn Surf. You actually don't need to learn Surf in this game. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on this team, as it seems you guys play Pokemon better than me. Uh, I'm not one for EV training and all the other competitive nonsense. I play the game in a way like Ash Ketchum does. If you have any possible switches for my team, please let me know as I'll be listening to the Friday Night Smackdown podcast. If it gets read out on the Saturday podcast, if not, it's okay. Thank you in advance, and thank you and Dave and all the rest of Talk staff, as they make great content each and every day in kind regards laquan williams great um, name great name yeah absolutely awesome i would say um use whatever pokemon you want because for a general playthrough it really really doesn't matter so if there's anything you think that's cool just catch it and use it because you can make anything work for a normal playthrough I watched, competitive it's a different story but. i watched laurie try and catch a <sighs> i don't know what it was it wasn't anything particularly impressive but it was mm-hmm. just really high level right yeah. and he nearly threw his switch out of the window. <laughs> it took him so long to catch his one damn Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, luckily, it's actually quite easy to catch stuff in, in Sword not. and Shield this time. Yeah, and, and unless you're just bad at the game, I guess. Yeah, it's hey, also Take it with Laurie. Yeah, I definitely will when he's back. I'll, I'll accost him and just be like, hey, Laurie, I heard you're really bad at Pokemon. Yeah, that's Bad at I catching said. Pokemon. Uh, anyway, that's probably all the time we've got uh, for this WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. If you haven't checked out the AEW podcast, you should do that too with uh, Ollie and Luke. I'll be back tomorrow for the Friday show. We've got a TLC review on Monday because it's TLC or this Sunday. Yeah, with all those matches announced. Right. Yeah, and in fairness, there's like five now or six, I want to say. They're going to mm, announce like four more on yeah. Twitter before then, but you know, whatever. Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, that's where they're announcing matches. That's now. where that's where they announce matches now. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Love you all. Goodbye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.